everyone, Dave and Jeff. It's the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. It's November 26, 2019. And uh, Jeff just told me right now, don't let me forget. I'm going to tell my brother's Thanksgiving story, which I love every single year. It is great. Uh, shout out to my pal, Joe Carlo, who said, uh, hey, here's something. And just sent me the clip of WKRP Thanksgiving yeah. show. I'm literally shocked that any of the stations we worked at didn't have a stupid Thanksgiving deal like that. Some kind of promo deal like that? Goddamn Les Nessman. When you watch that clip, that guy Les Nessman and Gordon Jump, they are so freaking funny in that clip, Dave. That clip's whatever it is, 30 so, years yeah. old or 40 years old. Dude, that like is, 40 years old. It is so goddamn funny still, I believe right? the line is, my right hand to God, I thought turkeys <laughs> could fly. But I remember watching that with my dad. I yeah, but less is like it's dragging a banner. It says Happy Thanks and Johnny Fever's like <laughs> from WK Yeah. God damn, that was so funny. Um speaking of radio, we're not gonna spend a lot of time on this, but I, I tweeted it out. Uh we get the numbers, we get the, the ratings. Uh, for the local radio stations. And it's been interesting the last couple of months because of the battle. We're down to two stations, 97.3 and 1360. And the numbers that came out today told an amazing story. And that is 97.3 is blowing 1360 out of the water. And that is Steve and Ben, who not only are dominating in mornings, but are now top three men, 25-54. They are tied with Eddie Papani at the show, which no is way. amazing. They are That's ahead incredible. of Dave Rickards and every other show. They're behind uh, one Spanish station, and I can't remember the other one. But those guys are now third for the key demo. That's incredible. Good for them. You men, know what? Men, 25-54. This is the one time... No offense to Woods, who I know listens, but I guarantee he's thinking the same fucking thing. I signed a multi-year contract. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, this is baseball terms. When the fuck am I basically arbitration eligible? Five years. Yeah. Five he, years from now when he's... No, I don't know. Yeah, I'm about to say, did he sign a fucking five-year contract, <laughs> no. that dipshit? Good God. <laughs> no, but I'm telling you, you keep that up, you are good to go, which is great because, yeah. you know, hell, you sit there and he was in between radio. When him and uh, you and I were hanging out for the first time, he, he was in between jobs. Right. And married. he's getting married and a kid on the way. And you start yeah. struggling. You start thinking, I don't know if you're struggling, but you're worrying about finances. Yeah. And so when you go, yeah, you're killing it top three. Hey, guess what? It's time for a big fucking race. Well, why I'm so happy for those guys is, look, I love Kaplan. That's our guy. Kaplan was trying to get 1090 back on the air. He wanted Stephen Ben to be a part of it. 97.3 came, and those guys took that job. And a lot of people talk shit at those guys on social media for taking that job. Well, you know how it played out. Cap yeah. wasn't able to get that deal together as, as hard as he did. And if Stephen Ben wait, then who knows what they're doing? They're working at fucking Napa, stocking batteries <laughs> right now. Batteries at Napa? I don't know. But all I know you is... mean car batteries is what you're yeah, saying. Okay. Yeah. That that would be a shitty job, stacking <laughs> car batteries. Yeah, hurt your shoulders. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, those guys took a lot of shit. <laughs> they follow Cilio, which is pretty good landing spot, right? Yeah. Replacing that show. It's worked twice. Yeah. 
And now they're top three. And that, dude, those guys need to be congratulated. Ben and Steve and Paul for what they did. So you go, okay, that's the one thing. Here's the the one that you look at today and you go, wow. Coach fucking kicked the dog shit out of the competition show at Wow. Noon. That is amazing. He beat Darren pretty solidly. How did that happen? I thought Darren was uh, run, starting to run away with it. Darren had, Darren came out of the gates really quick. But I'm going to tell you what I found out that I was sharing with people. And this is why 97.3 deserves credit. There's a couple of things that they're doing. Number one, I think it's brilliant that they're carrying Navy football. Something that nobody has ever done. Shit, Dave, I, I never thought about it. You and I at 800 or any other place. We never thought of it. That, to me, is a really brilliant play. We've done viewing parties, college football viewing parties, for Navy games, and they're incredibly fun and packed. Really good play. But this is the move that 97-3, what I've been told, what, how this all should Real quick, out. before you say this move, Navy football, which is a great idea of being a military town, but that's only three hours out of the week. No, I got it, but it it could be something that brings you in, and then maybe you stick around. That's interesting. Yeah, you go. Oh man, hey, I'm a I'm a midshipman. Yeah, but then you go through the week. You're like fucking Ben and Woods never talk Navy football. God damn it! I mean, how long am I going to stay around for this shit? Is Napoleon McCallum ever going to be on? We're going to talk about the great years of Roger Saubeck ever. Jesus. She. Uh. I love the game within the game. Okay. I love the game within the game. And this is what I was able to find out. Okay. So the way ratings are determined radio-wise is through a little thing. It's about the size of a pager. It's called a personal people meter, right? Yep. PPM. And the way that works is as you're listening to the radio... I'm giving it to you the basic way. It's probably a lot more scientific than this. No, you're right. So far, you haven't said anything wrong. There are tones that go. The frequency. Yes, that nobody can hear except for your PPM meter. And your dog. And your dog, Elroy. Yes. So one goes off at, let's say, straight up 9 a.m. Another one goes off at 9.05 or 9.10. I feel like they're whatever. You get it. You have to catch both to get credit for that. And the more points you get, the better you do. The way I was told... By the way, there are only a few of these in five. San Diego County. I was told that there are literally five... Yeah, for about three million people. ...that determine yes. sports radio. Yep. Five. <laughs> There's it's, more... it's, it's so fucking ridiculous. Right. It's crazy. That's how it's determined. What... I found out was that the people inside of that building, whether it's that building or nationally, figured out somehow that they were doing okay with three of them, but there was one guy out of the five that was really, really locked in to 1360. And what they did was guerrilla warfare. They went out into that community. They did billboards and signs, live broadcasts. They did whatever. And either one of two things has happened, and I didn't ask follow-up questions because I didn't want to get anybody in trouble. But one of two things happened that that I believe played a part in the beatdown that we saw today. 
The guerrilla marketing from the from 97.3 was enough to get that one guy out of the four or three or four, yeah. whatever it is, to flip and flip from 1360 to 97.3 or it could have been this. When you make the agreement, it's Nielsen that controls PPM, just like TV, they control radio. I believe it's a two-year agreement. I believe you get a two-year deal. Dave, hey, listen to this for two years. We'll give you X amount of money. And it may have been a situation where that gentleman's two-year agreement ended. Okay. But whatever, as soon as that guy's meter went dark, so did 1360. And Coach is beating Darren very, very soundly. Goddamn Tony and Chris are crushing the afternoon show. I think it's like four to one. It might be closer to five to one. And look, they deserve credit, man. That extra has been the there afternoon seven years. show. I got it right now in front of my face. The afternoon show is almost six to one. Six to one. Six to one. For Gwyn and Chris yes. over the latest version of the cannons. Three people hosting the cannons. Yeah. What's the, what's middays? Um, middays, um, 12 to three is coach is, uh, excuse me. Yeah. Coach is 4.7 to 2.1. So it's basically, it's 26,300 listeners weekly cum to 15,600. It is a sound, sound win. Yeah. For 97. Those numbers, by the way, are, are low all the way around. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, too, Dave. It's, I mean, not, it's I mean, not baseball season. No, no, no. But that's I'm, for November. That's what I was. That's going to be my main point of what you were saying. Is that if you're ninety-seven-three and you're the Padres station, you're the baseball station, right? You go, okay. We're going to take a beating when baseball season's right. over. We're going to ramp up again when pitchers and catchers report, and we're going to get our audience back, and we're going to win nine of the twelve months. That's I, what I would be thinking if I was ninety-seven-three. As long as we win nine of the twelve months, we're good. Guess what? This is a sign that the domination, that if you're 1360, you think about close and shop. There well, is no comeback. Number one, your payroll is much higher than the guys across higher. the street. You're paying a shitload of money and you're getting your ass kicked. You're, yeah. the, you're the Rams right now. Yeah. You're paying a shitload of money. You're getting your ass kicked. You made your big acquisition. Your big free agent was Darren. You still got Hardwick on the books. Yep. You're getting your ass Hartman's kicked. Hartman's getting paid. Ornberger's but, getting paid. But that's supposed to be the football station and uh -huh. they're getting their ass kicked during football season. There's no chance. There's no way you, they're going to end up winning. I have to imagine pretty pretty easily. You end up with one sports station. Well, and if I'm if I'm the management team at ninety seven three, I am really really hoping the Padres make a splash this off season and get it excited and do the whole deal so that you just take what's already a pretty big lead. You got from horse racing terms, you've got about a four length lead and man you you get a couple of big moves happening this off season you you run them right off the dial and look this is nothing personal against any of those guys i know how it could be where it's viewed as oh bitter against 1360 hell no if darren was beating coach four to one i would come in tonight and tell you it's amazing that a guy on a low watt station as we did when darren was winning a couple of months ago is coming in and winning. But I think when you're seeing the numbers that you see, and I've had my issues with the guys at 97.3 in the past, man, I give those dudes full credit. They are, they have a game plan, fits within their budget, 
everybody's winning, successful, people are happy, and they're, uh, they have definitely made their mark. When you think about where they were, what were they going to be? It was uh, the machine. Yeah. Remember when they were the machine to where they are now? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a pretty big turnaround for those guys. They deserve credit. All right, here's my my question for you, okay? You be uh, you be the CEO. Of Intercom? Of inter, inter, not Intercom, of uh, 1360 San mm-hmm. Diego. What do you do right now? What's your what's your phone call? You're looking at this book and you're going, hey, who are you calling in? Are you calling in Darren? Are you calling in Marty? Are you calling in their boss? What are you doing right now? You Someone talked to you into paying Darren a lot of money to come over there. Yeah. Okay, I, more than coach makes. That's all we're going to say. Okay, so he comes over and he has a bad book. Mm-hmm. Do you say, um, guys, you got to make a change? Guys, you, you, you have to shake it up a little bit. We work for the same boss. We know he's yeah. panicking right now. I, I look for a way to move Darren to Kogo. To uh, make him a full-time AM, uh, like a, a news talk guy? Yeah, I, I think. Wow. and I, But he dominated the middays in sports on 1090 for years. Yeah. So it's, it's the signal, right? Right. It's, it's not always, that Darren's gone to shit. No. It's the signal. Yeah, it's... Uh, he doesn't watch anything, you know though. He who, says on there all the time he doesn't watch shit. You know who right now is walking around like Christian Bale in fucking American Psycho? Jordan Carruth. Yeah. Jordan Carruth walked away, and all of a sudden he's the fucking man just doing push-ups and fucking flexing in front of the mirror like Christian Bale. That's it. You let Carruth go. Fucking uh, Jimmy Russell, who I love, great dude. That guy jumped off 97.3. Yeah. He's Schlepperock. He's that guy we were talking about on the last show, the yeah. bad luck guy. He's, he's the, Wherever the fuck he goes, bad things happen. He told Belichick, hey, blow me. I just got a free agent deal with the Chargers. Belichick's like, go blow yourself, <laughs> shithead. <laughs> I, look, I'll, the, the numbers have been. Does Coach go out and buy a new suit today? Hey, I'll tell you one thing, Dave. That's an old-fashioned beatdown I gave that kid today. He's over there telling his wine stories and sharing all the exciting stories about English English League Premier, whatever they call it. You know, I coached real soccer. I was the GM of the San Diego <laughs> Soccers. Nobody gives a shit <laughs> about, uh, about Chris Ronaldo or any of these other guys. And I'll tell you one thing. Reminded me a lot today of when I coached at Texas Tech. That's the way we used to beat teams right off the field. And Darren Darren might just be a guy who's afraid to get his pants dirty. But not 97-3. We made the guys at 1360. We made their pants dirty, but Dave, not on the front, <laughs> on the back. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, Somebody wrote on Twitter, any chance that Darren leaves the Marty show to go across the street to 97-3? <laughs> Dude, it, I don't want to kick any shows because everybody's. We know been, everybody. Everybody's been there. You all all shows have been there when the books don't really fall your way, and there's it's not anything to me. This is nothing about any particular show. It goes back to what we said a few minutes ago when when you have five guys determining the numbers. But ninety seven three deserves credit, man. They yep. figured out who that one fucker was. And they went out and they said, hey, listen. What the fuck are you listening to? And the guy was like, Darren. Yeah, well, that's over. Fuck face. Fuck face. All right. You're so, a coach fan today. 
Let me play the last radio game with you. Yeah. Let, let's say you switch the lineups. Mm-hmm. 97.3's lineup goes to 1360. 1360's lineup goes up to 97.3. Oh, very funny. One's on the FM with a better signal. Yeah. One's on the AM, which a lot of people don't listen to anymore. Mm-hmm. And you have the lineups. Are the ratings the same? Well, Judd and Mike would absolutely kill Woods. Yeah. The, the, I, I, you know what? I'm sorry, Steve, but I agree with Jeff. That's hard to well, hear. Because you want to believe you're that much more talented than them. That's not a bad show over there. You can't fucking hear it. Here's what I would do. Here, I'm just fucking with Steve. Oh, I, I mean it. <laughs> of course. 100%. <laughs> Their show's not a bad show. Here's, Again, you talk about not kicking guys. Judd and Mike sound like they're doing finally the show they should have been doing for years. Like they, the, the give a fuck attitude's out the window knowing the hammer's going to come one day. So let's just do the show we want to do. Here's the move that 1360 has to make today if they have any chance of winning. No chance. The the move that they have to make right now immediately is you have to move Darren to mornings. You have to move Darren to mornings because you have to put what you consider your best guy against their best guy. You put Darren there. I think if you move Judd and Mike to middays, that is a, a show that is so fucking funny and those guys have such a natural chemistry that I actually think they have a shot at winning middays even with the bad signal. And in the afternoon, you're getting fucking blown out of the water. You gotta, you, those guys gotta go. Every one of those guys okay. have to go. Well, Darren's not gonna do mornings because he loves the Kogo show at night, so he's not gonna do both. What about Darren at afternoons? Um, he used to have that slot before. Well, I I would do that then, but I would still move Judd and Mike to middays, and then I don't know if you're. It doesn't matter. You're getting your ass kicked. You could stick anybody in the mornings over there. Can't can't get worse. Yeah. Stick those three guys in there. No, nah, that that show. Those That's guys what I'm saying. They're go. getting their ass kicked anyway. Doesn't matter who you stick there. They you got to pay somebody. Yeah, you're getting demolished. You're not even in the game. You're getting demolished. Those three guys would be out the door. I mean, I'm sorry. It's yeah. business, right? You got to go. Have fun. <clears throat> A lot of people hiring this time of year. Have fun. <laughs> Nobody's hiring this time of year. What do you mean? Salvation Army needs oh, bell ringers. Geez. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God. Uber's hiring. I just fucking was in Toronto. Yeah. And every guy who drove an Uber told me he was only doing this part time because his fucking thirst, uh, his thriving fucking uh, import export business, he just took the day off to drive me to the airport. That's what he told you? Yeah, but he was making 900000 a year Canadian <laughs> import export and fucking uh, I, I, GD. What's that fucking weed oil that you. I, I have some at home. Uh, GB. Yeah, this shit. The CBD oil? CBD. Okay. Guy's making fucking 900 grand Canadian a year selling CBD oil in Ontario. But uh, he just, I like to drive and listen to music and talk to people. So that's why I'm doing this tonight. (laughs) So those fuckers could do that. He's making, okay, now I got to ask. He's making 900 grand a year. What was he driving? Uh, Well, I never drive Uber unless I'm there. I understand. What was he driving is what I'm saying. Uh, it wasn't uh, a guy Nissan? Dang, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't an Escalade. Yeah. 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 But there was one guy that would drive an Escalade because we had a few people. And this guy was a player because he had ice cold water waiting for him when he got it. <laughs> ice cold water. That was great. It was a whole deal, dude. I could do a whole Mentos night Mentos in the back, the whole deal, ready to go. Yeah. All right. So that's it, radio-wise. I think that's fascinating. Honestly, I, 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 I do. I think it's fascinating. And it, it is not, again. And I tell you what, I don't think Darren gives a fuck. He's thinking I've got a contract. Think so? Yeah. 
No, I think he gives a fuck. I think Brian Long gives a fuck. I think Darren gives a you fuck. You got to explain to somebody. Yeah. You just got Why you just gave Hosmer all that money? Ian Kinsler. <laughs> Brian Mitchell. Dude, that's a Brian Mitchell performance. Eric Hosmer's like, Dave, I'll meet you up front. I may strike out a lot, but not that bad. Um, I I just, that was it. It's a big, big win across the board out of baseball season for 97-3. That's all I would say. You got your phone in front of you? Yeah. Okay, while we're talking, just go to Twitter, okay? Yeah. And look at the conversation that they're having about the radio. This thing that uh, Amazing oh. put on with Quintero is funny as fuck to me. The which one? Uh, with Quintero. You'll see it. Well, I don't, it, will I? Yes, you will. About it's, DHL? No, not about DHL. Oh, it, it, shit. You just, just, Quintero <laughs> just laughing. From uh, this fucker? Yes. <laughs> look at it. Y'all is just a, just, a, just a loop of them laughing. Look at Mark B in San Diego. You can't tell me the coach is getting better numbers than Darren. I just did. <laughs> I just fucking did. Okay? Don't ask me. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> Have you ever said that in any sentence in your life? No. From San Diego Mediocrity. Any chance of 1360 bringing in D. Smith for the midday slot in place of the Marty Caswell show featuring special daily guest co-host Kirk Morrison. Man. Turning into fucking Lord of the Flies here. Uh, I don't know. All kinds of shit. Look, it is. It's a, They're all buddies of mine. Yeah. They are. Hell, Darren's been in the garage. Darren has been in the garage, but so Stevie Woods. Yes. Coach has not been in the garage. Coach. <laughs> but goddamn, the way he's winning, I may have to bring yeah. him in here. We got to take down that signed picture of Darren. <laughs> that shit's got to go. <laughs> like, like it's a dry cleaner's. <laughs> like we're DZ Akins? Yeah, DZ Akins on the wall. We take that shit down. Get down that picture of Hartman. <laughs> Listen, it's not about Darren. Hartman just got the fucking shit beat out of him. It's been happening for a while. He got Joey Gamached. Yeah. Joey Gamach was the guy that me and B-Dub used to talk about because he got knocked out by Arturo Gotti. Yeah. And when he landed his arm, you know, like when guys yeah. get knocked out and their arm just freezes That's above crazy. their head? Yeah. Like Statue of Liberty, that's what Tony and Chris did to that Cannon show. They just Joey gamached him. <laughs> it is uh, it, it's it's unusual usual time. Things uh, change. Jeff mentioned on the last show. In case you're you're, you're paying attention to any of this, if you're interested, our radio works. But the Kixie deal, playing the Christmas music, mm-hmm. they'll run the table for the next six weeks. It's what? amazing how that Christmas music is the best thing that Kixie has every single year. Well, I tell you this too, Dave. In that building. You have KSON, which is a cash cow for the country station. Yep. Kixie will do great right now for Christmas. 97.3 is doing great. Um, you go, what's the... 98.1. Uh, 98.1 is killing it. And I, I'm telling you, people love that morning show on 94.9. That's what and, I hear. Yeah, it's really, really yeah. good. So across the board, uh, people love it. Almost... We'll just punch his dashboard. Can't have it all, big boy. <laughs> I literally have never heard a second. I don't know who's on that I fucking thing. <laughs> I don't know if it's two girls, a guy and a girl, two guys. I don't know what the fuck's going on in that show. It's a guy and a girl. Is it? Yeah. I have no idea. Dana and Jerry. 
But uh, <laughs> I just, I know he'd be all excited that we celebrated him tonight. And then we just fucking kick him right in his fucking little raisin. <laughs> um, last night, I was super excited. Yeah. Because Josh did something incredibly cool for you, which was for your birthday, took you to the Coliseum where you could see your beloved Rams play <laughs> in the Coliseum for the first time. Yeah. So exciting. And uh, we'll, get, we'll get to the actual game in a second. But at what point does it kick in where you're like, dude, I'm really here. This is fun. You know, it's, okay, a couple things are, are interesting. And I think about this all the time when I'm, I'm in L.A. because so many people, I, I'm no joke, I almost wrote it on Twitter, but I didn't put it out there today. I wanted to text you, but you were busy. By 11.28 today, someone had already told me to eat shit <laughs> to go fuck myself, <laughs> to go eat a bag of dicks, and one other horrible God, thing. Was that Geekster? No, it was not Geekster. But by 11.28, I just was like, what the hell? This is the holiday, like Thanksgiving that. week. Yeah, Thanksgiving week. And I get those four things were told to me, but I just looked at my phone and said, Jesus. I go, I, I can't send this back out, but I was going to call you. It was, it was just crazy. <laughs> Here's the deal. I'll tell you guys right now. When the Padres fucking win, I will be at that fucking parade with no, Jeff. No, you won't. Oh, I will. You're not you, coming. You are not banning me. I will be there. I will be wearing brown, and you I will be you. there. You're not and you going motherfuckers. Anywhere. You're a motherfucker. I will be there. Bullshit. I, You'll be means, there under the van. <laughs> I will be there like everybody else, celebrating and taking pictures and have everything else yeah. of that float, the whole deal. But when I'm in L.A. yesterday, you yeah. feel that, that energy. And just like you've said on the show before, before I even went last year to New York, you said it's your favorite city. Oh, yeah. Dude, I think New York. It, I think it's mine, too. I, I had such a great time in New York. I can't wait to go back. I haven't been to Chicago. I'm looking forward to going to Chicago. Great city. You drive in L.A. and you get to the point, probably for me around the time, all right, on the 4 or 5, let's say right after I pass LAX and, uh -huh. and there's La Cienega to the right and you're going up the streets to the Forum and that's the mm -hmm. new football stadium and all that shit, you feel like, all right, things are happening here. Yeah. And I'm going and to Josh. I said, man, I go, I miss the energy of a city like this. I go, you feel like you're alive. Like you, you aren't wasting your life. You're doing something. And that being said, I said, I don't want to live in LA again, but it's nice to be able to feel like, hey, you're part of a major city. So this is how I went in. A buddy of mine uh, works for Sirius, uh, lives in Marina Del Rey, mm -hmm. 90 freeway, boom, Marina yeah. Del Rey. He drives in because it's a parking was free. It was like a hundred bucks and any oh, yeah. other place to do it. Unbelievable. So, went in with a buddy of mine. We get out. He has to get there early to work. Josh and I just walked around like crazy. Walked around uh, the Coliseum, every direction, the LAFC stadium. Cool, right? You know, grab food on uh, Figueroa. The the whole deal. Had a great time. Time went by fast. Um, enjoyed it. But you said like, when do you feel like you're part of it? The second I get around the Coliseum. And and you're going. This is this is a major event. I mean, the yeah. Coliseum. There's so much history. When I'm telling them, I go, "That's the 1932 Olympics. It's the 1984 Olympics. The 2022 yeah. Olympics. All right here." Joe the Pendleton. Joe Pendleton. The, the Dodgers played right there. You know yeah. the all that shit. It, there's so much history there. And for my my mother who grew up in that neighborhood, she said as a kid you could walk into the Coliseum and play. Nobody even stopped you. God, she God. swam in that pool as a kid growing up. I mean, all the stories I've heard for years for my family. It was kind of cool. So. 
I, I loved every minute, but there wasn't one minute where I was like, all right, when's the game going to fucking start? I just like being in that area. I like being in LA. I like being in Hollywood. I like being in West LA. I like mm-hmm. all that shit. I, I just, there, for me, it's a lot of childhood memories and, and stories that my parents would tell me. My buddy's a ramp season ticket holder and you go in and we did it. There's look, it's the thing that all of us felt at Qualcomm yeah. before a charger game. It's what Dave's talking about is what we all felt when you would walk around and, and the tailgates were going on or countdown to kickoff, any of that stuff that all of us were a part of, it's that same vibe. It's that vibe that you're at an NFL game that's so fun. But um, my buddy Rob is a season ticket holder, and we went to a game earlier this year. And all of a sudden, you just get in, and like anywhere else, you're not going to go to a movie an hour before the movie starts and sit in the theater. Yeah. But you go in the Coliseum an hour before kickoff and you're watching warmups and the music's going and the whole thing. And next thing you know, it feels like they're flipping the coin and here you go. Yeah. And yeah, David, as far as looking around, like you said, the whole thing, but yeah, I mean, even when you walk through that tunnel to walk uh-huh. into the Coliseum is, is crazy. And it's so bad. It's so low. You know, it's, it's funny when you realize how old that building is. I mean, my son had to duck the whole way, walk yeah. through the tunnel to get through. I would say for anybody that's just a sports fan, whether you're you love USC or the Rams or you don't like it. I'm trying to take my sons to every venue, eventually every venue in California. Right now we're yeah. getting really close to Southern California, checking it off. And for them, they have not been to a game in the Coliseum, but I'll take them to a USC game at some point. Cool. There's a couple left. But I would just say for any of you that are sports fans, for for the point that Dave made, and and maybe more for USC than a Rams game because parking is a little crazy for Rams, to go in there and appreciate what has happened in that place is pretty cool. Yeah. And, yeah, I like it. Concessions aren't crazy expensive in there, and it's not that hard to get out of if you're going to a college game. We didn't have much trouble getting out for a Rams game. Um, they've done some stadium improvements that are pretty Big insanely time. cool. Every seat's a new seat. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think to just be in there, kind of soak it all in. All right, let me get to the game because you've yeah. seen a lot of NFL. We've all seen a lot of NFL. Gil Brandt came out, I think it was about two weeks ago, and said, hey, look, I made a huge mistake when I said Lamar Jackson should be a wide receiver, and he publicly apologized to Lamar Jackson. Booker McFarland so, did the same thing. It was yeah. kind of cool. When you watched him last night, and I'm thinking— That's been, the second time I've seen him, by the way. I saw him last year against the Chargers. Jesus. Dan Patrick made a really interesting point today with Rich Eisen when he said November 4th last year, John Harbaugh was on the hot seat yeah. and made the change. And as uh, Rich Eisen pointed out, if you were to drop somebody in that had never seen an NFL game and said this is a quarterback, you more than likely would show them what Joe Flacco did, not so much Lamar Jackson, because that's what the standard NFL quarterback looks like. Dave, I'm sorry that it happened against your team at the birthday celebration, but did you realize, I mean, everybody watching on TV realizes the guy's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, almost everything that happened happened right in front of where I was sitting. Oh, shit. It was shit. kind of crazy. I was like on the 15-yard line. Yeah, the seats look great. And everything was 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 basically right in front of me. Here's the deal. For me, I'm, I'm a big college football fan. When I used to watch Lamar in Louisville, I'm not mm-hmm. saying I'm better than anyone else's opinion, I never saw the part where they, everyone said, oh, he can't throw. I'm, it looks yeah. like he's throwing to me. Right. 
You know, I'm like, it's like the Deshaun Watson, the, the motion looks very similar. It looks yeah. the same to me. Anyway, the one thing you notice, and you notice that last year, the first time the Chargers played them, he's the fastest guy in the field. Wow. He's yeah. a fucking freak. He's, he's the fastest yeah. guy in the field. Here's what I, I thought was interesting, because everybody's chanting MVP, MVP. Uh-huh. And to me, he is the MVP of the league. I think most people would say the same thing. The, the deal that changed everything for the Ravens, and that was pointed out to me last night, is Mark Ingram. Yeah, because do you and I, and I don't hear people ever say Mark Ingram might be the MVP, but the what happened was the first time the Chargers played the Ravens last year, Ravens came to Carson beat them. Mm-hmm. A few weeks later, they play in the playoffs. Chargers beat them. Do you remember the Chargers went with like nine defensive backs to just to, yeah to, because the deal was hell he's so fucking fast we need guys nine guys yeah that are, are fucking fast and it was such a weird a defense that the Chargers threw out there. Well, you can't do that against them no. now because Mark Ingram's going to run right down your fucking throat. Those God, little ran, guys can't tackle him. He ran right over Weddle. Right over him. Here's what I noticed for my seats, I'll say. And when Weddle said it, I heard the clip today. I couldn't agree more. As a fan, I couldn't find the fucking ball. And I'm going... With who, Lamar? With Lamar or Ingram. Who has the ball right now? Like, yeah. who who has it? And then yeah. Weddle says, I never knew who had the fucking ball. And then they're running right over me. And next yeah. year I'm trying to make a tackle, but I didn't even know where it was coming from. That's the way it looked in the crowd. You had such a hard time finding where wow. you had the football. It was the, the thing that made that game so unusual is um, I've never seen a, a game, and I was thinking even in high school, I've never seen a game where every possession they scored. Yeah. They scored again. Seven, 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 Against seven. Against Wade Phillips defense. It, it didn't even fucking matter. Nope. You could have taken the Steel Curtain, the Cowboys, and the Rams defense, put them all on the field at the same time. It looked like they didn't have a chance. Yeah. they The Ravens were so fucking good. And I, I appreciate guys that do things at a high level. That was just fucking amazing. The funniest thing that I saw last night, there was a clip of Jackson shaking hands with a bunch of little kids yeah. in Ram jerseys. And somebody wrote above it, uh, Lamar Jackson meets the Rams defense at the end of the game. And you're like, God, dang. It was so funny. I mean, that's a good defense, yeah. man. Oh, it, it is. They and now all of a sudden them. you look at guys like Clay Matthews who probably should retire and Eric Weddle should probably retire and all these guys look old and you don't have a first-round pick forever and you, right. you went all in on the Super Bowl and, and Jalen Ramsey and everything else. Whereas you mentioned John Harbaugh a year ago this month. Right. He's on the hot seat, probably not coming back. All of a sudden, the Ravens are are the team to beat, whereas the Rams look like they're in a, a lot of trouble. Overall, watching it well, between uh, the Ravens and Rams, it, it was a, a good experience. Obviously, I wanted to see the Rams win, but it reminded me, I told you about going to the Coliseum. It was My dad introduced me to football, and it was so fucking typical of games I remembered with my dad. I don't remember watching Ram games with my dad where yeah. they're great wins. It no. was always heartbreak and disappointment. Somebody kicking them right in the fucking nuts. Yeah, I stayed all the way to the, to the end, all the way through. Loved every second of it. Um, there were no fights. There were Ravens fans there. I'm glad there were no fights. There's some asshole yeah. wearing a Patriots Tom Brady jersey like in front of me to the there? right. He was just looking for a fight. Really? And he, I swear to God, he went came by himself. Big dude, too. I mean, it was the guy was probably about 6'4", 240, and he was trying to fight with the Ravens guys and the Rams guys. He literally bought a ticket looking for a fight. What a weirdo. And nobody, what a weirdo's right. Nobody would get, even acknowledge anything he fucking said. He just looked like a crazy guy in the corner. And it's like, dude, shut the fuck up. We're all trying to have a good time, which I liked because when I had Raider season tickets there in that same Coliseum, oh, yeah. there are fucking fights all the time, man. Crazy. It always fights all over the place. I didn't see one punch, no nothing, and uh, and, and that that's about it. Yeah, um, otherwise, 
the Ram fans, it, it's really funny because the Raider fans are intimidating and tough. Yeah. Ram fans are just guys wearing no, royal cool. blue and yellow. Yeah, they were cool. <laughs> they're cool. But you don't feel like, oh, man, I don't want to fight a Rams fan. You got no. horns coming out of your fucking head. The one thing they did, Jeff, I was, that I was wondering what you would have thought if you were there. We're walking through before we get in the Coliseum, and they have a Rams like fan area. Yeah, out but, in the grass. Out in the grass on a stage. Mm-hmm. This was all of the St. Louis Rams guys that won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And uh, was it uh, uh, Holt? Holt was there. Have you seen this before? To- yeah. Been, okay. I, saw oh, I, did, I didn't know. Two that, years in a row. Oh, I, well, I'm like, why in the fuck would they bring these guys? Marco Farr, Oz Hakeem. Yep. Marshall Falk, the whole deal. Marshall was there. Yeah. Kurt Warner was in there. But you're sitting in there going, dude, this was the worst part about being a Rams fan. You know what I'm saying? Right. This was, this was to me, such a slap in the fucking face. Of get these guys the fuck out of here. It's great they won a Super Bowl. They didn't win it in L.A. Yeah, they won, you know, wearing our Ram you uniforms want, uh, in St. Louis. It was, it was, it was kind of, it was kind of shitty. And then they introduced those guys during the game. The fucking ovation was nothing. Like, fuck those guys. They aren't one of us. Yeah, where's uh, Dickerson? Yeah, right. Yeah, where are those guys? Dieter Brock. Yeah, it was all where's the, he? Yeah, it was all those. <laughs> was all the jerkoffs that won in St. Louis. Young blood. Yeah, it was. It was. It was kind of crazy, but. Whatever the Rams tried to do, it was. I don't think they connected with the fan base. They didn't want to see those guys. I don't want to see those guys either. It was weird to see Marshall. Marshall's yeah. been gone for two years. Yeah, he's been been off the beaten path to say the least. Well, while you were there, Dave, last night at about five fifteen, yeah, I looked on StubHub because I was looking to see if I could get tickets for a future Aztec game. I was looking to see if the Aztecs would be playing a game this weekend at Vieja Serena where I could take my kids out. And while I was on StubHub looking for games for the future, I happened to see that last night Tennessee State was in town. At Tutal Jones School. And tickets were $6 a piece. And I texted my ex-wife. I said, hey, what are you guys doing? She was nothing. We're just hanging out. I go, good. Tell the boys to get ready. We're going to the Aztec game. I told you, they're trying to get into every venue. They haven't yeah. been in VA House. They haven't, really. And they wear those goddamn uniforms. All the time. They love them. And so we went last night to the Aztec game. And I'll say this. Were they disappointed that guys were wearing blue? Well, no. no. You know what I felt like? It felt like old school Clippers. <laughs> like, yeah, the, the thing you. that threw us off was Tennessee State's colors are black and red. But the Aztecs... Black and red or navy blue and red? Well, it looked black and red from from where we were. <laughs> they looked exactly like the Aztec yeah. uniforms. I thought they were navy blue and red just when I lived... They were in Nashville. That's cool. Oh, man. They hung with the Aztecs to the end, and eventually Aztecs win, I think, by nine. No, uh, San Diego State was wearing turquoise because it's in uh, respect to... Native American exactly. Heritage Month. Yes. And uh, Dave, I loved it because it reminded me of when I got here and I was saying to my sons, I go, God damn, this feels like the first Clipper game that I went to with Tom Chambers and everybody else. So uh, was it the typical colors? No, but I thought it was cool. Was the energy better than a football game? Yes. Was Good. the energy what it was five years ago? No. No. It's not. My sons had a good time. They enjoyed it. Um, we kind of checked off the box. How many people were at the game, and, and well, what, what was their favorite part? It's tough because school's on break, 
and it's Tennessee State on a Monday night. I felt like it was more crowded. I put a picture out on Instagram. Wasn't trying to take any shots at the Aztecs. I was actually having a blast. I was so stoked to get three tickets and, and be in there for 28 bucks. Yeah. I hadn't been in the building in forever. And I was just, it was great. Kind of a last second Monday night plan. It was probably a little more than half full. But again, everybody's gone. Yeah. It's break. Yeah, kids are gone for the it's week. It's a Monday night. It's Tennessee State. Like, there's, there were a lot of things working against that particular game that the crowd wasn't going to be the big. I, I can't hold that against anybody. But we snuck in, and they, they liked it. But we don't right now, and I... Do they like it more than the football? Did they say to you, we prefer this over football? Well, yeah. The problem with the Aztec football, we're seeing BYU Saturday night. Um the the thing like the band and everybody Brian Maine's doing a great job getting the crowd all fired up I didn't feel like we had that one particular star that the Aztecs have had now look if we were to go back in February yeah once we've been paying attention to more games there may be a player or two that separates themselves from the pack but it was fun man it was fun we really had a good time the Aztecs were in it Tennessee State had this dude that just kept throwing it up. And Ted, I was listening to Ted at the end of the night. Kid was like 5 of 10 or 5 of 8 shooting threes. Really? Making a ton of points. Yeah. And they they stayed right into the end. Goddamn dog psycho. (laughs) Um, But no, ultimately the Aztecs pulled away win by 9. They're 6-0. And And, uh, yeah, we had a great time. It's uh, it, it's kind of interesting where San Diego State is right now because obviously the football program was a huge letdown when they lost to Hawaii and you don't play for a conference championship that's three years in a row. The basketball team, I think, is honestly going to roll. I mean, they I don't yeah. see a loss coming on their schedule right now. They should just roll right through this thing, go to the NCAA tournament, and see exactly where they where they end up. But I'm glad you you had a chance to uh, to check it out with the boys. All right, let's get to Thanksgiving because it is that time. And, man, Dave, I had two things happen to me today at work, and they happened within about 20 minutes. Uh, The first one is a guy on my team who is such a good dude uh, found out last night that his father passed away. Wow. And this was a guy that I was with. I know a lot of people on, for some reason, Thanksgiving week, uh, families and parents uh, have passed away. Like, I can name, like, seven guys I know. And, uh, dude, I'm just telling you, it's, he's not like, he's probably around Josh's age. Yeah. And he's on, he was on my team. He got promoted at our company, which was great, but I have such a relationship with these guys and Dave, you get it as somebody that coaches when, when you help somebody and you kind of mentor them and you absolutely, and then he and I have been on two trips to Toronto together and he just fucking busts his ass for me when he's there. And he's the guy. We went downtown first night, had a couple of beers, and just were hanging out in the snow fucking around. And he was dying because I was so goddamn loopy in the cab. We're going down, and it's like 930, but I I got like three hours sleep. And so uh, we're driving. We're trying to get into the city, and it's snowing like crazy. And my buddy James said, God dang it, it looks like we're going to get a few inches of snow tonight. 
And I go, well, that's good. We need it. He goes, what the fuck do you mean we need it? We don't live here, asshole. And he and I, he goes, he points at the Uber driver, and he's like, this guy's saying, shut the fuck up. We don't need it. Goddamn, Dave. We laughed so hard for 20 minutes. He goes, what the fuck are you talking about? When did you move? What do you mean we need it? He goes, you're not in Encinitas, you dumb shit. But we had the best time hanging out. Yeah. And, uh, and we found out today that his dad passed away. Very sad. It and sucks. and I called him, and he's choking back tears. And it's just, dude, this is a guy, a, a team member, and it's devastating. Yeah. And I hang up with him, and a guy calls me, and he's talking about you know something that happened with his son. Happens a lot. I'm kind of walking him through the whole thing, and he said, Ah, you know, it was my son's eighth birthday. And he said, it's a really, really hard birthday because his mom took her own life just a few weeks ago. And you just go, fuck, man. And it just, tonight, as we rolled into Thanksgiving, it just reminds you as we sit here and we think about things like Padres alternate uniforms or trim on the collar, yeah. or all this stupid shit that we complained about. That's why it's called entertainment, because the real life's hard. Yeah. I just started thinking about those guys. And so it's our last show for Thanksgiving. I will just say, and and we've said a lot on this podcast, I'm so incredibly thankful for the buddies in my life, the buddies that I work with on a day-to-day basis. Even the ones you ripped about 45 minutes ago? Yeah. <laughs> well, shit. I, I worked in combat sports. You get fucking knocked out. You go, hey, get your ass up. we got it. another fight to do. You can take your concussion in the back room. You're in dressing room 3C. <laughs> but uh, but no, but not only like the guys that I work with every day, but yeah. the guys that are just the friends that are there all the time that just check in, whether it's you, Mike, Stevie Woods, Rosie, uh, the guys that through this podcast, Stevie Verismo, who's fucking great. Yeah. Uh, you know, Pete and Billy and all of those guys, but Al Horton. Glenn Geffner, JoJo, you just go fuck, man. The Palais family has been so great to me. The whole thing, and, and it's just. And then this morning, I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, God dang, that is a really hard kind of left-right combination. Yeah. Our friend Rose, who I love to death, has been with this show through so much, puts out on Twitter, "Hey, I'm catching up on the Dave and Jeff podcast, and I love these guys, man. We fucking love oh, that's you really back." Cool. And I just, uh, for everybody that listens to this show, sincerely, as much as we fuck with you, Padres, Twitter, or about your chargers or anything else, believe me, I couldn't be more thankful that I know a lot of you. Some of you I know just through social media. Others have been there for shows. God damn, man. If it wasn't for you guys, I'd probably be in fucking Mexico right now playing a ukulele, singing somewhere over the rainbow like that fucking Hawaiian guy. That guy's dead too. Shit! <laughs> well, I'm sorry to laugh. The guy's an insane yeah, no, talent. But that, that was the I fast, was not ready for that. That was the fastest shit to bad news I've ever shit. heard in my life. God, when it rains, it pours. Goddamn, Luke Combs was right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no joke, man. For all of you that just send us shit, 
uh, we fucking love you. No, guys. we we'll are be very dead without you. You and I are very lucky that we, we know so many people. I yes. mean, honestly, there are some people just have nobody, and uh, right. the the fact that we know so many people is is. Much as you guys love to give me a hard time, I absolutely appreciate every one of them. That's well, why I was like, "Woods and I laugh at every one of them. Nobody oh defends gosh. you." Uh, no, fuck no. <laughs> nobody. Nobody. Did, did I tell you? Uh, did I tell you what? What Carlo Chiquetto said to Josh? Did I repeat this already? No. I, okay. I think you told me off the air. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so my son starts over at KFMB Channel Eight, and he meets Carlo, who follows us on Twitter, and the we best. follow him. He's a good dude. And he, he meets my son for the first time, and he goes, man, what's it like that your dad has a whole fan base of people that just fucking hate his guts? <laughs> and I was like, can you say fan base at the same time? Uh-oh. Yeah, it's, I don't think it's a fan base. Anyway, and he goes, I don't know how he does it. you know. But it's so freaking funny to me. And we, we have a lot of good dudes. Some of you guys, you know, you already crossed the line a little bit. But, <laughs> but 99% of you, fuck. I, I, the I, I, they are the greatest. They're I, just I, the, yeah. You're looking to get a reaction out of me. I'm looking to get a reaction out of you. It's, it's a lot of fun. What it is, Dave, it's old school WWE. Yeah. It is old school, shut your mouth. Yeah. And I was telling Steve Woods tonight, there's the funniest goddamn clip that I think I sent to you guys the other day. It's Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan, and you go, oh, what year? It's like three weeks ago. (laughs) And these two idiots are down in Saudi Arabia, and they're doing a promo for some event, and Flair's all broken down, and they're, they're taping because they had some Team Hogan against Team Flair. Yeah. And somebody says, hey, you know, we're here with Ric Flair. Very dramatic interview. Yeah. And Hulk Hogan has his back to Flair, and he Flair hits him in the elbow. He goes, "Hey, listen, I'm talking to you. <laughs> you turn around when I'm talking about you." And Hogan says something you can't really hear, and Flair goes, "You never stop, do you? You can't. <laughs> You've always been on my back." And he goes, "Well, I'll tell you something. You better hope I don't see you in the hotel lobby tomorrow. You're gonna get punched in the face." <laughs> and then, though, the, then two guys yeah. come in and break it up. And all of a sudden, they go back to the very serious interview. And off camera is Jimmy Hart. And Ric Flair is talking. He goes, hey, that goes for you too, Jimmy Hart. I don't want you smiling at me. And you're like, what the fuck is going on with this guy? That's exactly who you are. You're that guy telling everybody in the crowd, shut your mouth. I told you (laughs) a couple of weeks ago, you're ravishing Rick Rude, telling everybody in Padres Twitter, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Shut up. Let's play the age game real quick. Ric Flair, how old is he? How much is he worth? And we'll do the same thing with Hulk Hogan. Uh, Ric Flair is 72 years old. 70. We'll be 71, though, at the beginning of next year. God dang. What Ric Flair should be worth is about $28 I know. What he's actually worth is about... One million, close three million. Wow, his house is probably worth three million. Right, God damn though, that guy. How the well, fuck does that happen? What a life that yeah, dude's lived. No huh? kidding. What a life that guy's lived. There's a clip of him where he says to a woman at WTBS Studios, he goes, "Hey, honey, nobody in the world likes to be called fatso." So sweat so <laughs> sit there and keep your mouth shut until t- Dusty Rhodes comes out, then leave with him. 
Oh. Now back to business. And the guy sitting there holding the microphone is like, what? You just called that woman Sweatso and told her to leave with Dusty Rhodes. That is the funniest shit I've ever heard. Hey, you <laughs> in the corner. He points at her. That's national TV, Rick. That That's regretful actions. Yeah. <laughs> do you think he just ad-libbed that one, or do you think he had that thing written out for him? That line is funny as shit. Dude, there's more clips <laughs> of that guy. I don't know, man. I don't know. So. <laughs> That's what he said. It's a terrible thing to say. She has a family. Oh, my gosh. Um. Yeah, that there was, was a, it. Oh, my gosh. There was a girl. This sounds horrible, but since we're talking about it, when Josh and I tried to take a picture at the Coliseum yesterday with the field behind us. Yeah. Don't say something you're going to regret on the Thanksgiving show. <laughs> well, I probably will. Anyway, we take the picture, and there's this girl who's in the the disabled section, I should say. Okay? But she was disabled because she was overweight. Do you understand? Okay. She couldn't fit in her own seat, so she bought another seat. Okay. And so no matter where we moved, we took this picture like three times. We couldn't like avoid her. You would have thought she was following us You're around the stadium. I'm really not. Just the biggest fat back of all time. And I just was like, dude, I can't get out of the picture. We're just cutting the, cut this one out. I couldn't, couldn't avoid her. You would have thought she was moving her chair. It's like the moon. Just kept moving, following you. Insane. Hulk Hogan. How old? How much is it worth? Let's go. I'm sorry. She was a sweat, so. Okay. You're Big gonna mess. regret that. I'm, I'm not gonna regret it. Not my fault. Not the one feeding her cheesesteaks. How's that my fucking fault? I'm just telling you, big woman ruining my pictures. Don Cherry thinks you should take that back. <laughs> Hulk Hogan is 68 years old. 66. Is that right? That's what it says. And I'm gonna say he's worth uh, 11 million dollars. A lot more. Really? Yeah. What's he worth? 25 million. Really? Yeah. I wonder if he kept all that money. I didn't realize he remarried. I mean, excuse me. He married a new girl in 2010. I knew he was dating another girl. I didn't know he married another girl. That whole shit that he went through when they used to run Bubba on Sirius. Bubba the goddamn love sponge was such a funny show when he would be afternoons on Stern's channel. Yeah. And Hogan would show up and Bubba and all that shit that they did. God damn, that story... Where Hogan was banging Bubba's wife, and then a tape got out. Oh and those gosh. guys had yeah. a huge falling out. Yeah, that that, that usually was that, that will that will do it, right? Yeah, I would think. Yeah, that will do it. Yeah, I would think. Um, Talk about a guy with a type. His first wife, daughter, yeah. and new wife all look the same. Yeah, that show. Like, I wonder what happens to all those guys, right? Like, what happened to his daughter? She was pretty popular when she was on that E yeah, show, right? Yeah, she tried to do a singing career. You know, it's funny. Uh, Kylie and Kendall Jenner were at the Rams game yesterday. Oh, no, right, really? When they put them up on that screen, man, the booze came out God like crazy. It's like dang. nothing like getting booed by 78,000 people. God damn. Uh, quick th- Thanksgiving story. Yeah, you going to drop it? Yeah. Go ahead. So, uh, it's my favorite Thanksgiving story. Dave and I have told this in the past. This is probably uh, at least 20 years ago, maybe like 23 years ago. If you know, you got to know Jeff's brother, but he's he's kind of like you, but not like you. Complete smartass. Really dry sense of humor. It's funny as shit. Super nice guy. He's great. 
And he and I, But he is funny as fuck. Yeah, but he's a complete fucking idiot. Yeah. Complete fucking idiot. That's why he and I get along so well. <laughs> so we go to Palm Springs. I was telling this to my buddy Ben last night. I think, like, I got to be mid-20s. My brother's four years older than me. So I think my brother's probably about 30 at the time. And I'm like 26. My sister was dating a doctor at that time. And the doctor's parents lived out in Palm Desert and invited all of the family out there for Thanksgiving. So we go out and my sister, the boyfriend, the boyfriend's parents, my mom, and I believe my grandmother all stay with the family in one house. Okay. Then the family rents my brother and I a townhouse that's like four doors down from everybody else. Well, they're all fucking old as shit. So (laughs) Thanksgiving's done at like six o'clock. So again, I'm like 26. My brother's like 30. We're in Palm Desert and we're bored. And now we have to find something to do. So we're just looking for something. So we get in the car, start driving around my Honda Accord. We're driving it up and down the, the street to Palm Desert. And we find, uh, we've been out for at least half hour, 45 minutes. Yeah. And we find a strip club that's open. Now, this is long enough ago that you didn't just Google. You didn't have yeah, it on course. your phone. You're, no, you're smartphones just, weren't out by then. Yeah, you're just out running. So we find this strip club, and it's like Daryl's, right? Like, <laughs> what kind of strip club named Daryl's? <laughs> right? Yeah. So you park. You park on like a gravel road, and you start walking in, and you're like, man... I've made some bad decisions in my life, and I'm pretty sure this is going to rank in the top three. And as soon as you walk in the door, you're like, fuck yeah. They're playing like Montel Jordan. This is how we do it. <laughs> and like, shit, right? Well, as soon as we break through that door, I feel like I'm in Streets of Fire, that old movie with, uh, with uh, Defoe. And you go through, and my brother immediately just is like a guy who found his utopia. Yes! (laughs) This is great. And I was trying to think of the two worst strip clubs I've ever been in in my life. The first one by a mile would be Augie's in downtown Minneapolis, where you had to be four months pregnant and have two previous (laughs) C-section scars to get hired. And the second one would be Daryl's in Palm Desert. So you just walk in and you're like, oh, man, this is just a room that reeks of broken dreams. Yes. And the only one without a broken dream is my fucking brother (laughs) who looks like that blonde fucker in Making a Murderer in that scene at the front when they release him from the car and he's just smiling (laughs) like he hit the lottery. (laughs) So we go and we find a seat at the bar and... Just hanging out. You get a beer. And my brother realizes he looks at the pop-up thing that's on the bar. And it says, join us Thanksgiving night for a free turkey buffet. And he's quick to do the math to go, today's Thanksgiving. (laughs) Dave, we had dinner like an hour and a half earlier. And he goes, it's right there. Yeah. And so next thing you know, he's up 
and he goes and he's got like a paper plate and I'm watching him and he's scooping like potato salad yeah and like that green jello that looks like it's mixed with either mayonnaise or marshmallow who knows yeah. whatever the fuck that is yeah some kind of salad some kind of fruit cup and he like some sweet potatoes he's got um, hungry man mashed potatoes that are the flakes uh, mixed with water. He's got like a butter packet. He's got a Hawaiian roll. <laughs> He's got like three, three pieces of like turkey roll that if you went to Walmart, you could probably buy like 67 of them for three bucks. <laughs> and this fucking guy has the audacity to come and sit next to me He's got his shitty plastic fork, and he's rolling it up, and he goes to take his first bite, and he stops, and he looks at me, and he goes, I'm sorry, do you want me to go make you a plate? <laughs> yeah, he apologized. Yeah. I'm sorry. And I go, I go, you know what? At some point in life, <laughs> everybody is going to feel like they hit rock bottom. Yeah. And I go, you're hitting your fucking rock bottom right here. And he goes, bullshit, this is great. That guy ate. Like he I just, like you had to point out to another human being, this I is told where him, you, you're hitting your rock bottom. I told him, you have bottomed out. <laughs> he looked like Brewster's Millions. He fucking was the, he was, I can't believe none of these fuckers are eating. This shit's great. And he's shoveling down those shitty mashed potatoes and eating a wine roll. And every girl he's dead. Okay. He's the annoying guy. Hey, do you got a one for me? Okay. <laughs> They're just playing shit. And I'm like, so the next day, you wake up and you just, you just reek of regret. Yeah. Right? And my poor mom and my grandmother, my sister, the doctor, the doctor's parents, <laughs> whose fucking brilliant idea it was for me to bring this asshole out here. <laughs> And, uh, hey, how was your night? And my brother's like, it was great. And I just wore that look of disgust. Like, oh, fuck. What? It was not great. You just needed like five showers. Every chick there. Daryl's. Yeah, Daryl's out in Palm Desert. Yeah. yeah uh, you knew. Yeah. Chicks just dirty. Yeah. They were all dirty. They lived here. They'd listen to Woods. Oh my God! I went to uh, I went to a place in uh, Nashville and uh, strip club. Strip club, of course. And uh, this girl came out, and she's doing her thing. Nice body. Of course, you look for the body first, right. and you look at the face, and you're looking, and you're going, "Okay, this is great." And then she does the smile when someone throws a dollar down. Yeah. And she has Leon Spinks's teeth. Oh shit! There's a fucking tooth missing. Big tooth, just missing right Big. out of the middle of her face. God damn. And it's like, you wanted to stick your dollar back, you know? Yeah. It's like, who the fuck hired you? I was just going to say, where the fuck is yeah. the hiring manager yeah. that thinks, ah, they're not going to be looking yeah. at your teeth? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I still remember she came out to Tom Petty free falling. Yeah. And my buddy just yells out, what happened to your tooth? Tooth falling. Tooth fell right out your face. And I was like, ah, shit. Like, she doesn't know she's missing a tooth. No. Right in the front. Right in the front. Big fucking tooth missing. The the other one that was a great strip club, my buddy Scott Morrissey, 
He was a DJ. I always love when you tell these stories and you give last names too. Yeah. <laughs> we worked together at KSDO and he goes, hey man, I got a job. I'm DJing. I go, yeah, where are you DJing? The Star and Garter. Remember the Star and Garter? Yeah. On uni? Is that like, where the fuck would that have been? Like That's funny. 42nd in uni. Yeah. And I hadn't been in that area in forever. Across the street is where the guy now has set up shop and makes insanely good Tijuana bacon dogs. <laughs> where I in, in, uh, introduced my kids to the legit Tijuana hot dogs. Did you buy them for your kids? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I had one last night outside the Coliseum. They're unbelievable. It's right? awesome. But I looked across the street and I'm like, God damn, that's the Star and Garter. Yeah. Now, the thing that I liked about that place when you would go in there, my buddy's DJing, and he's a fucking ginger, right? You're like, this guy's going to get a killed. fucking ginger, yeah. But every chick in there looked like a Raiderette. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And, like, no blonde hair, blue eyes, man. These girls were old school, legit. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I am home. And he was just playing all kinds of NWA. Yeah. Like, it was hardcore in there, man. They weren't playing any of that Sam Smith shit. (laughs) I remember going into Star and Garter, and that's pretty much where you felt like, I'm going to either get a Ninja Star, or somebody's just going to break a Pacifico bottle and jab me right in the jugular. Maybe I'll get a handy behind the fucking stack of Labats <laughs> over there before I go down. Uh, that place was wild. That's the I think Star and Garter. All the guys that listen to this are old school San Diego. Like we lay girls, dirty dance. Come on, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Yep. Yeah, that that to me was the craziest. And then Dave, what's the one in Hollywood? The clown, the clown show, Jimbo's clown room. You been in that place? No, uh, god dang it! Which you, one was? Uh, which one was I trying to think of? It was uh, what was the one? It was the Tropicana. Tropicana, I was in. Yeah, well, they did like the mud wrestling and the oil wrestling, and they they filmed um, coming to America in there. My buddy Marty Gallo, fucking his bachelor party. I told you this one. We went to a strip mall in Orange County, and it was a place called Captain Creams. Yeah. And this looked like something out of Vision Quest. It was bad. And you went in there, and it's just this dungeon. And they got this shitty little ring set up, and it's covered in shaving cream and probably piss. Who knows what else it's covered with? And... They bring like the first four chicks that'll be from babesonprobation.com yeah. and they come out. They all got crooked boob jobs. <laughs> oh, shit. And all these fucking pervs are paying to wrestle these chicks in the shaving cream. And all of a sudden, all my buddies, we go up there for Marty's bachelor parties. My apologies to Tim Griffin. He should have been there. He would have loved it. But all these fuckers dip. Yeah. They all dip and it's all... Heineken bottles full oh, of Jesus. spit. And our waitress is stacking up her drink tray with all these bottles. Oh, shit. And all of a sudden, one tips and it just kicks fucking dip juice uh. all over her rack. And she <laughs> lost her shit. 
did she say? I told her, I go, look, I don't dip. I'm clean. I'm like showing my <laughs> fucking. your lip. Yeah. <laughs> I'm clean. I'm clean. Don't shank me. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Captain Creams. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think for a guy, there's like not a lot of times where you go, well, you know. I went to Angels. Man, that was one of the greatest nights, right? I mean, we look back at it for a lot of it. I don't know how many nights you walk out of there feeling great about yourself. Oh, you never do. You're going in and you feel like you, you were when you were a kid going into Magic Mountain. You're like, yeah. this is going to be great and we're never leaving. Right. And then like an hour and 15 minutes, you're like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah. When we were there for uh, Horton's bachelor party. Yeah, I don't remember that part, but yeah. Horton's <laughs> bachelor party and the waitress comes around like, Five minutes in, you're like, hey, how you doing? She's like, well, my daughter's homesick. Yeah. And you're like, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> like, oh, that's cool. Your little daughter is homesick, and you're working at the titty bar. Great story. <laughs> you know all of us. We're all from Channel 8. <laughs> Matt Balo. Matt Balo was not there. He wasn't? He was at the one down Jeff the street. Jeff Zevely. <laughs> He wasn't there. I don't know who the... No no names were there, except for the aforementioned Dave, Jeff, and Al Horton, whose bachelor party it was. <laughs> but yeah, It's funny, it, man. I don't have any friends that go anymore. It used to be a thing. Like, I don't know anyone that goes. Do you have friends that go? Um, no. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, like we've said everything on this show. I, yeah. I would tell you in a second... I honestly, Dave, I don't know that I've been in a strip club since you and I were in the one in Vegas. Yeah, that was 2004. Yeah, I would t- I would tell yeah, you, I'm honestly, with you. I would say, oh, I've been to this place yeah. or, or Dirty Dan's or yeah. Pure Platinum. And no, I haven't yeah. been in. I mean, they closed the body shops and I had to tear up my lifetime membership <laughs> card. I used to love that place, man. Five bucks to get in, but you pay another five, you're a lifetime member. Well, shh, you don't have to ask me twice. <laughs> I had that thing in my wallet. Did you really? The big red card, and on yeah. the back, it's stamped. Free lifetime membership. Nice. That's and hilarious. It was, yeah, it was my, it was, that card was the original black Amex card. Oh, that is funny. Do you have one of these, Dave? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, have fun paying five bucks, fuckhead. Not me. I just cruised right through. Woo. I'm like the fucking Wahlbergs just walking right in. Oh, my God. That is so goddamn funny. That's yeah. crazy. Oh, my gosh. Are you all set for Thanksgiving? You staying local? Yeah. I'm staying local. We'll, uh, it'll be great, man. It's just for me, really, the the thing is is hanging with my sons yeah. and uh, and appreciating all of it. And like I said, just... Crazy shit has happened around this show the last couple of years, and my hope Fuck, is you aren't kidding. Yeah. that shit calms down for a while. So, yeah, just being thankful for all the good people in my life, all the people that look out for us. I appreciate them. I love them all. They're great. And then just uh, doing my best to, to keep my other buddies that are kind of fighting it right now, yeah. keep them up on their feet. They did a great job for me. Time to return the favor. I tell you, though, I don't know if it's uh, just the age of, of starting to get older or just the times that we're in because it seems like it affects kids as much as uh, adults. But, man, it seems like I know more people, as you said, are fighting it than I've ever heard of before in my life. Yeah. Like, it's just uh, it's a good thing, man. It, it's a good thing. I have a great communication with my sons. 
My son Cade probably more than his brother. I'm not really sure his brother gives a shit about anything. <laughs> uh, um, but Cade will say to me like, "Hey, you good? That's you, cool." You that he'll ask you straight out, "Are you good?" Yeah, I like that a lot. He's looking out for me. Looks out for his mom. And his brother's a fucking joke. <laughs> his brother has been a Steph Curry fan forever. Yeah. And his mom told me tonight that she's looking at NBA.com, just kind of looking for stocking stuffers. And she goes, oh, you know, I got some cool Warriors pajamas because he's 12. Yeah. And that, that doing so great. I'm kind of more of a Clippers fan right now. Really? And I go, what did he fucking say? Wow. I go, put him on the phone. <laughs> put him on the horn. And yeah. I go, you're a fucking joke. I go, you are a joke. I go, you sold out that quick? Well, you know, I go, you're unbelievable. He gave it about four months he sold out. There four was, months? Yeah. About four weeks Jesus. as soon as Curry broke his hand. Oh, my gosh. I said, Don King thinks you're a joke. <laughs> so what's she going to do? Now she has to buy Clippers shoes? I said it was great because uh, I was going to get him a Steph Curry thing. I said to her, I go, I just saved myself about 150 bucks. I was going to yeah. get him a signed Steph Curry picture. Fuck that. Yeah, no kidding. I can get him a signed Montel's Herald picture for, uh, <laughs> for about 11 bucks. I mean, carton of smokes. Yeah, it'd be fucking great. I should get, get a carton of smokes. No, I'm saying that's what I'll have yeah, to no. trade. Oh, my god! Get a Patrick Beverly wristband. That is funny as shit. He just sold out. Yeah. To a guy, to a team within their conference. That's like selling out and becoming a Chiefs fan. You're absolutely right. Right? Yes. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I told her. That's I said, funny. you failed that kid. I go, that's 100% on you. Guy said, I've stayed loyal to every shitty team. I go, I got plenty of flaws, and that's number one. I never quit on the pods. You never sure quit don't. on Vikes, the Raiders. Raiders. The, uh, the Vikes. I get it. The Gulls. Yeah, all of them. So I told her, that's on you. <laughs> you whiffed. <laughs> Hey, uh, I, I got to point out something I noticed yesterday about uh, about sports that has changed dramatically since uh, as we've gotten older compared to the way it used to be. But first, I want to mention uh, guys over there at TaylorMade Pools. Alan Taylor, of course, that's why it's called TaylorMade Pools. He's the one that put it all together more than 20 years. Spoke to Alan today, checked in one of those. Hey, you good? Thanksgiving's yeah. coming up. What's going on? Thinking about him and his family this week especially. Alan's a good dude, man. He can do great things for you. If you're thinking about getting a pool, now is the time to give Alan that call. Make sure everything is ready to go when the weather starts to warm up. And it's not that, hey, we should have done it. Guess what? You did do it. Alan Taylor's your guy. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. It feels like it's the first time in about two years when you couldn't use a tailor-made pool. And that's coming up over the next two days where, for all of you, be careful. Talking about three inches of rain rolling in along the coast and especially as you get inland. But after that, then the weather's going to clear out and it's going to be great as well. Man, I was looking tonight, Dave, at the traffic on the 405 in L.A. It's Insane. absolutely I saw that picture. Believable. Wow. And you go, why would anybody even want to deal with that? And one of the great things that you can do right here in San Diego in your backyard is have Alan and his team build you the perfect pool. And you have to get out of the mindset that it's the pool you grew up with because they're no longer that. Dave mentions it all the time, whether it's the slide, the grottos, the waterfalls, whatever you want, the three-dimensional artwork, you can have it really designed. You can take a look at it. 
And then Alan and his team are going to come in and build it. And man, I cannot think of a better way to spend a weekend, even a night, a Tuesday night when you go home, you're like, God dang, there's NBA or there's college basketball or later in the week, there's NFL football on than just hanging out by your tailor-made pool. Check out our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com because that's where you can see the pictures under the sponsor page and find out for yourself what so many before you have, the only pool to get is a tailor-made pool. Absolutely. Don't forget about, as we say all the time, the phone call you need to make is to our friend Dan Williams. Dan's a guy that's going to help you out with your finances. The Dan's the guy who can sit there and change your life. And guess what? Make it more secure. You'll be worried about stressing out because of the holidays. Let's take some of the stress away. Give Dan Williams a call. Make sure he can get your finances straight. He can make your money last. And he can set your retirement up at the same time. And most importantly, buy the things that you want to be able to afford. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. So many people talk about it and the idea of finance and learning how to balance a checkbook if you're a kid. They really should teach it to you in school. They should. And I'm fortunate right now that I don't have to worry about the mortgage payment for the first time in 12 years. But so many of the things that you learn in Dan's book, Borrow Smart, Repay Smart, it applies to your everyday life. And Dave, I've taken those same rules that I learned from the book <clears throat> and I've applied it because when you travel or you got to have car repair or kids need things, anything going on, and all of a sudden you might have credit card debt or something else happening. Man, I have learned so much from hanging out with Dan and talking to him. The book is Borrow Smart, Repay Smart. It is yours for free at sandiegolending.us slash Dave Jeff. sandiegolending.us slash Dave Jeff. Because over the next couple of months, at some point, I am going to have to incorporate the mortgage payment back into my everyday plan and it's by practicing what Dan preaches that's going to allow me to do that seamlessly. The other book that you can get is How to Buy a House with No Money Down. That is really directed for those of you that are either A, currently in the military, or B, have recently gotten out of the military. Yep. So many programs that Dan knows that can help you. Man, you did so much for this country. It's time that we give back to you. Both of those books for free for you tonight, sandiegolending.us slash Dave Jeff. All the links on our website. Contact Dan. It'll be the best call you make. All right. Also, think about buying that brand new house. We're thinking of upgrading the neighborhood you live in. Guess what? Brian Curry is the guy you need to call. Brian's your guy. Real estate needs all over San Diego County. He's familiar with the entire city. He knows where to go. 619-251-1588. 619 619- Two five one one five eight eight. Well, I've always been critical of Imperial Beach, but I have to say with three inches of rain coming in, I can't think of anywhere more fun to spend with the kids and the grandkids <laughs> than right down there in IB by the Tijuana River Valley. It's just going to be great. Take off the socks and shoes, roll up those jean cuffs, and just put your feet right there in five inches of Tijuana sewage. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, motherfucker. None of us. None of us need to put up with that. And I'll tell you another thing. I've said it before. I've laid off you for a while. I don't know what the fuck you're laughing at, City Heights. You're a shithole, too. But being around those two fucking sewage landscape fills, there's a lot of great places in San Diego. How you doing, Mission Valley? What's going on, Penasquitas? Cardiff, you know I love you. La Mesa's great. El Cajon, don't give a... Eh. He's got lucky. Process oh, of elimination. 
But when you are ready to go, there is so much you need to know. Like, number one, hey, Brian, if I buy a house, is the T1 River going to soak right into my front yard? Fuck no, it's not. You're not living in IB. Thank you. Where do I sign the papers? That's what you need. Brian is in it for you. He's not in it for himself. You guys will work together as a team as he's worked with Dave, as he's worked with me. And believe me, the next house you buy will be the best house you buy, and that's because my man Brian Curry is going to help you find it. Absolutely. And again, I want to thank uh, Kyle Fluger. I'm telling you, you guys better call Brian. Uh, Kyle, excuse me, call them Who? all. Brian and Kyle. But Kyle's your guy right now who's getting really busy. And I'm telling you yep. what, if you follow Kyle on Twitter and you understand that people are knocking his door down right now, we yeah. told you. He is really good at this website stuff. If you have a business that's not getting the traffic that you want, Kyle's your guy. Call him at 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. I've seen a lot of your web pages. They look like they were done on a fucking Etch-A-Sketch, but guess what? You <laughs> like it, so it must be great. Very, very excited to announce our newest website. Kyle Fluger continues to come up with the ideas that are going to make us so much money. Coming to the internet later this year, strippers missing their front teeth. Can't wait to launch that one. So many incredible girls we're going to have lined up. We're going to have direct links to their favorite songs, their photo gallery, their dental x-rays, everything you want to see. <laughs> That's going to go with babesonprobation.com. What else do we have going, Dave? I thought there was a third one that we had, too. Oh, man, it's so fast. They're coming so fast. It's all good. <laughs> Uh, all of it. Flugs is the best. If you look at jakesprojects.org, look at daveandjeffshow.com, the only flaw with that website is the two fuckheads who it's named after. Because if we put any content up, that site would be great. It's just, uh, it's not because of Kyle, it's because of us. He is literally the best in San Diego. Find out for yourself. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. All right. So here's the deal. I noticed one thing we we're talking about sports and i was talking about the coliseum yesterday and said mm -hmm. here's where things have changed dramatically in the coliseum for example when the rams were there when let's say my dad was a kid or the dodgers were, were there when before they moved into dodger stadium mm -hmm. they used to allow smoking everywhere yes it, it's kind of crazy and when you sit there and you watch jeff and i have the nba channel up right now and they're showing old clips i don't know if you were paying attention from games in the 60s and early 70s Guys in the front row were all fucking smoking. Uh, Dave, I feel like I see it in every clip. This is so weird that you said that. When they show clips of Rick Barry, like the yeah. the Warrior games, yeah. I don't know what the hell was going on in the Bay Area, but it always feels like those guys were working the heater. They were. They're, every guy is crushing heaters. And then you go, well, Will Chamberlain died at 63 from secondhand smoke. Goddamn, Dave Rickards told me today driving up that secondhand smoke's going to kill me. It's from all those assholes yeah. <laughs> when you're out there, right, trying to watch Bob McAdoo. Goddamn. Don't you assholes know the toxins? Do you listen to the DSC? You'd wear a wool suit and you'd crush heaters. Wool suit, yeah. That's what you're fucking doing. Jack Ramsey, broadcasters, yeah. <laughs> everywhere. We were saying it. We were talking about uh, my buddy Keith Nordling owns Jimmy O's in Del Mar. Yeah. And before Jimmy O's, he had Yogi's in Cardiff. And I was talking to buddies the other day. Goddamn, guys would just sit at that bar and smoke all day. We were in our 20s just in there drinking beers yeah. and blackberry brandy, whatever the fuck we were drinking. And just inhaling as much secondhand smoke as our lungs could take. Absolutely. Had no idea. Did either one of your parents smoke? Yeah, my mom did for a long time. 
Did she kick it or did she still smoke? No, she's done now. Okay. She kicked it about seven years ago. You know what was great is she uh, she kicked it when my sons got to a certain age, and she just stopped cold turkey. She had smoked wow. for a really, that really long amazing. time. Yeah, she did nothing to help my medical future <laughs> when I had a torn ACL or a broken foot, but when it came to herself, yeah, all of a sudden she figured it out. I have a broken foot. My foot's five times its normal size. <laughs> She told me to walk on it, tore an ACL. She's like, oh, that's a sprain. Now, the only good yeah. redeeming quality out of both of those stories are my sons may be bigger smart asses than me, yeah. if possible, and they constantly, con and she, my sons can do no wrong as any grandparent thinks of their grandkids, and they have no problem at all just hammering her on that story. Hey, that Grandma. When my dad had a broken foot, and That's she's awesome. like, ah, oh, Jesus. Why'd you tell him to walk on it? Ah, don't you guys have something to do? Don't listen to him. I'm like, what do you mean don't goddamn listen to me? <laughs> yeah, it's the best, man. That it's, is so it's damn It's the funny. absolute best. Now, do you remember, because everyone I know who had a parent that smoked, so they remember being in the car with the smoking Always. and the windows up. Like there was no hey we well, got to blow in this Minneapolis, up. Yeah, the, but yeah. nine below. The yeah. other thing that I remember is you would stand on the front seat. Yeah, those bench seats. Yeah, I'd stand yeah. on the front seat, and then if she had to come to a stop, it was just the arm would oh, yeah. go straight Every, out. Yeah, that that always works. It was usually the arm holding the heater. Yeah, <laughs> you had a cigarette burn on your nipple. You're like fuck. Yeah, just sitting in there listening to fucking Neil Diamond all day. Don't know that I will You know Okay yeah. here, here's what's what's funny about that is everybody had those big cars with the big bench seats. Uh huh. You know? My dad always said he was told the story that it'd be his buddies would get in the car and then the guy on the end would duck down so it looked like the two guys in front were sitting next to each other. <laughs> you know, that, 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 was, that was always the move. But I like that. The the funny thing is, do you remember the cars used to have like that metal spoke that would stick out the back right side so when you were parallel parking against the curb, oh, it shit. would make that noise to let you know if you're close. Oh, damn. No, I, you, I, you don't I, remember that at all? No, but that's great. And then here's the funny thing is I, I just flipped out a car and I bought my first truck. I, dude, I can't park it for shit. It no. takes me a, a million times to pull in and out. It's just too big. And I'm like, how the fuck do we all drive around in like Ford LTDs Right. and everybody park no problem? Yeah. I don't know. Dude, I can't park a motorcycle straight. <laughs> All right. A Nissan. All right, let me throw this one at you real quick before we okay. get out of here. Is I always love when we used to play the Guess How Old You Are game. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so I'm going to throw one at you because there's one big name today. Tina Turner. Oh, Today shit. is Tina Turner's birthday, November 26th. How old is Tina Turner and how much is she worth? Uh, Tina Turner is worth, I think. It's Tina a lot. I will tell you that. I'm going to say she's worth $33 million. You aren't even close. Really? Yeah, Tina Turner's worth a lot of fucking money. God damn. And I'm going to say she's 81 close dude 80 80 pretty good okay. how much is she worth 250 million dollars how the fuck is she worth all that i don't know from thunderdome man <laughs> that doesn't seem right yeah i don't know that she wrote those songs yeah seriously that, that that's kind of crazy ike turner greatest I fucking resident of san marcos ever <laughs> jesus christ is that right yeah he lived I there just, forever oh my gosh i didn't know that uh this is a quick one to to yeah. To wrap up with, yeah. Dave, uh, for me, and then if you got anything else, I'm good. Um, throughout the years, you and I, for some weird reason, 
have been asked to go to different schools, yeah. whether it was for career day. I've done that at my kid's school. We've done it with broadcast things, everything else. Man, I tell you, tonight was one of the greatest. Three years ago, the, my best friend, Cheech, who I met, uh, Shane Marin, first kid I met when I moved to San Diego. Guy loved this show, supported me in anything I did, would have died laughing about my current day job because he loved it and the whole thing. Uh, he passed away incredibly sad in 2016, diagnosed with stomach cancer on March 1st, gone on May 1st. He had a son at that time who was 16 years old, lived in New, uh, New York, named Dakota. And while I had heard a lot about Dakota, I had actually never met him. Well, his father's passing brought us together. I told the story that um, after Cheech passed away, we were there. Dakota was getting ready to fly back to New York, and he just looked like you can imagine a 16-year-old kid would look who just lost his father and his best friend at an end. And I, uh, even though he lives in New York, he loves the Chargers because his dad loved the Chargers. And so I texted Eric Weddle, and I know a lot of people had fun with Eric Weddle today on social media. I'll just tell you, on that day, when I needed Weddle to be there, and I said, hey, man, I don't know if you're around, but there's a guy, my, my best friend's son is here. My buddy just passed away. He's flying back to New York. Do you have a minute? And my phone rang within 30 seconds, and it was Eric. And awesome. he said, what's your buddy's name? And I said, uh, Dakota. And he goes, put him on the phone. And they talked for seven minutes. And wow. to this day, I still don't know. I've never asked either one of them. But tonight, I got a call, and Dakota said, hey, man, I didn't tell you this, but I'm in a TV radio class at my college, and I'm wondering if I could interview you because you're a guy uh, through you and Dave that I would love to interview you for my final. Cool. And I just got the biggest kick out of that. Uh that he would do that and it meant the world to me and we were doing it. So on this show where it is Thanksgiving, as much as we fuck around, I miss his dad every day. His dad would have been great for everything that had happened around our lives, whether it was Jake or Erica or anything else in between, but to have his son do that. And all of a sudden now his son wants to get into TV and radio. And this was really fun. I go, he goes, yeah, I'm applying for a couple of different shifts at the college radio station. I said, what are you going to do? He goes, I'm going to play alternative rock. I'm going to be an alternative rock DJ. And I said, you know what? One of my favorite guys in the world knows more about that forum. You tell me when, and I'll get Chris Cantori on the phone yeah, for you. Yeah, Chris will do it. He's a good guy. So all of that, great, but uh, don't you judge me. Listen to her, Dave. I know, snoring Quiet. like crazy. Let's see if we can hear this. Shuggy's snoring like crazy here. Put it right out like every other chick. But uh, my thanks to Dakota. And again, for me and Dave, we're back here, I think, Sunday night. Yeah. But thank you to all of you that have continued to support this podcast. And thanks to all the sponsors as well. It's an absolute blast. Please be safe, Dave. Be safe with your family. Everything else going on. Then we'll see you all back here Sunday night. Good deal. Be safe, everybody. Chance for
So let's